in a world of uncertainty. River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh, no. <laughs> what is going on? There is only one place you can turn for fair dinkum advice. One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my God. A place where the undeniably American. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. Meets the undeniably Aussie. Hey, 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 Dylan, let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. Kick his ass, Tyler Bass. And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. You know me, my name's Maddie C, host of the show, host extraordinaire, to be honest. Uh, look, before we kick off our show, I do this every single time, and hence my new office here. It's, it's pretty spacious. I'd like to pay our respect to the first the traditional landowners of the lands from which we're all dialing in from tonight, where Manjot and I are dialing in from is traditionally Ngunnawal and Nambri country, today called Canberra, and we'd like to show our respect to the elders and the leaders who are past, present, and emerging from the Ngunnawal and the Nambri people. But then also for Taylor, he's dialing in from an area called Darawal, these days called Wollongong. And uh, we'd also like to extend that same respect to the elders and the, to the leaders there, past, present, and emerging. Show our respect to the folks who traditionally held the land. It's a tradition that we do here now in Australia, which I think is hugely important. And I think no matter where you live, whether you're on this great vast continent or you are from across the seas, it'd probably be a cool thing to find out who are the traditional landowners of where you are and learn a little bit about them. Now, before I go any further too, I'm going to hit our social media because I'll tell you, our social media is becoming a thing. You can find all of our links through the link tree. It's just go to link tree and punch in Aussie NFL fantasy. You can put those four words into Google. We'll pop straight up. But then we've also got all of the links for where you'll find us right there. We've got a YouTube where you can catch all these shows. You can find the Instagram, you can find the TikTok, which we have a lot of fun on. You can find the Facebook and the Snapchat all by just, just looking for Aussie NFL Fantasy. And you can also do it through the link tree. Our Twitter, which is AUNFL Fantasy. And then, of course, our email address, AussieNFLFantasy at gmail.com. And our anchor, where you can leave a voice message if you like, but you can also catch our podcast there, anchorfm.aussienflfantasy show. Now, I also have to tell you, we're on every podcast platform, but you probably know that if you're listening to us. But if you're with us on YouTube, you may not know that. You can find us on every podcast platform and the links to those are also on the link tree. But more recently, the three of us boys have become analysts for the Fantasy Football Network, representing our very favorite NFL teams. So Manjot, the myth, the legend, through his pastry press NFL website, is going to be representing the 49ers, the finest 49ers analyst you can find on this whole wide brown land. Of course, Taylor, who is a Titans guy through and through. You're going to find him. He's on the Fantasy Football Network too, thanks to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. And he's going to be providing all that you need to know from Nashville. And of course, your boy here, Matty C, is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent. So look out for that. Uniquely positioned 20 years of being a Jags fan, 15 years of fantasy football. Nobody on this island better positioned to give you Jags tips. All right, let's get this show going. I've got the Holy Trinity sitting in the wings. Let's bring him in and I'll change my office. 
This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. My takeaway from that game is they played against the Seahawks. They're going to be flappy ass cheeks this year. Aussie? Well, we heard you were taking a Lamar Jackson style shit. Yes. Me and John, I like to do what I do best in this world, and that's somewhere I do some of my best work. NFL? Oh, hang on, there's another guy. Daniel Jones is awful. Fantasy. Yeah, this is predate the man of the Myth the Legend, 100%. Because <laughs> I was only born in 2017. <laughs> I'm only five. Well, after another cracking weekend of preseason football and for us to the Astros draft, there's been plenty of drama going on and we're only a week away from proper NFL season. It's good to have the boys back too. Taylor, you're looking sharp tonight, mate. What's that in the uh, picture behind you? Oh, that's just some guy uh, <laughs> winning the Astro League last year. Not sure who he is, but man, he looks handsome. <laughs> Chiseled jawline. <laughs> Kissing the uh, Astro League trophy. What a man. What a man. What a mighty fine man. Um, oh, God. But, mate, there's a tingling in my nutsack. It's so close to the NFL starting. It's just going to be a great, great season. I cannot wait to defend my title, mate. Um, oh, no, I just gave it away. Jeez, it's me. I was the guy that won the Astro League. I thought oh, about shit, it. were you? Uh, but, <laughs> sorry, sorry to let, let the cat out of the bag, but it was me. But, um, mate, I cannot I wait. no idea. Fantastic. Goodness. Wow. What a hot start. I mean, this is one of my favorite parts of the show as we get on each week and I have no idea what your photo is going to be. Yeah. Look, you say it's a hot start. Like I normally make it a cold start. I don't normally say something ridiculous at the start. I normally stay Uh, really composed. Really lukewarm to kick it off and and just turn up the heat as you go. You never come out of the gate barging, do you? (laughs) Speaking of coming out of the gate barging, Mandrill. Yeah, I never smash through a fence. You never do. Mandrill smashed through a fence this week, and we'll talk about it because he drafted the Astro League draft pretty much wingmanless. Mandrill, welcome back. You survived. Yeah, I survived somehow a 16-team draft. It was probably the most fun experience. You boys won on the Zoom, but I was. I was absolutely carrying the Zoom. I brought all the energy. All the other guys, they're kind of quiet, except except Marky Mark and Adam. They're a bit, they're a bit getting in there. And also, I did talk a bit to Joel and met him. I met, yeah. I think I met Ryan. Yeah, I met Ryan as well. And then yeah, one of our Eddie, resident Americans. Yeah. Did, was Kenny there? I think he was there a little bit. He might have popped in at one point. Yeah, he. I yeah. knew he was going to have a bit of a tricky day. Yeah, I think I think Jerry was there. That's that's what I'm thinking of. And not- Jerry, yeah, and he's pretty silent. You know, he just he's an absorber. It Can was just us two in the Zoom, and I was trying to say hello to Jerry, and the dude would not say hello back. But you know, no hard feelings. <laughs> he was just silent, no camera on. I'm just sitting there. I'm like eating my finger bun pre-draft. I'm eating that finger bun and sipping on the tea. That's how I was preparing. That was my breakfast. And I had it at 11:45 on draft day. Like I just got up and drafted pretty much. I was probably doing some mocks before that, and then just forgot breakfast. Like always, wow. yeah. Remember, it's it's only really a fifteen team league because Ryan doesn't make the playoffs every second year, so we can we can rule out one team straight away. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one we can rule out now too, because even Jackal's broken through and made a playoff berth. So we used to be able to write him off, and now we can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, is it once in every fourteen season he make it? Though? Let's see. Yeah, that's it. It's like Haley's <laughs> comment, mate. He's not coming back around for seventy five years. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Maddie C. James Connors behind the dome. Don't look behind the dome. <laughs>
<laughs> and I look like I'm wearing my dad's shirt. Totally like McCaffrey. It always looks like he's wearing his dad's gear. Fantastic. I'm glad that you've still got the, uh, you know, that luxury of being allowed to lick rhinos still in the back pocket. Ozzy? And yeah. then T. Yeah. Like, these are just three guys, man, Jod. If you left him in a room alone with, he would totally just lick them all. NFL? The gap yeah. between Connor and Montgomery is closing, by the way. I'm really happy about this. Fantasy. Oh, give me a scoop of the heebies to go with my jeebies on that one. Mate, I'm all kinds of happy about that. You're like, oh, fucking predictable, Matty. Yep. Always doing Standard. the same fucking things. I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to smack that ass, son. I'm going to go with old, um, with old Goggles McGee. All right. Are we uh, ready to crack open a fresh can of sleep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a weird way to introduce a segment, but there you Mate, go. It's 11 uh, p.m. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm an old man. Um, so, I'm I'm already looking at being up way past my bedtime. <laughs> my kids got up at about quarter to six this morning. So, <laughs> oh, God bless the little rascals there. Eh? <laughs> now, we are talking deep sleepers, like Barry White kind of deep. Um, man, John. You brought this up in the pre-production meeting. Tell us what you're looking for in this segment. My darling. Give us yours as well while you're at it, but tell us what you're looking for and kick us off. I just want guys that no one's actually looking at. And this was inspired by by my boy, Motto, my man, Simon Motto. He's um, Yeah, Simon Martin is his full name, but Motto. Motto. It does yeah, not get Mutt- more Aussie than to call Motto. Yeah, he's a, he's a great dude. Trust me. On the Broncos I love you already, Motto. Yeah, Motto. If you're listening, man, um, massive shout out to you. Yeah, um, been a great part of the Broncos podcast. Been great to meet you this year. Um, he was looking at his TikToks. He does a little bit of NFL fantasy as well. Does I was there and he wanted to ask me for some advice. He saw a TikTok on this guy, and honestly. I can see this guy as a deep sleeper in most 10 team and 12 team leagues. He actually isn't getting picked up. So, yeah, Ooh. inspired entirely by this one TikTok that Motto sends me. This is where the whole segment was. And right. I'm thinking of guys that are just very low in ADP that could actually break the ADP and do well. So, okay. this guy, he's being drafted around wide receiver, I think. 58 to 72, oh. depending on the site. Oh, he could be around like, like his overall is between like 168 to, it's, that's like the consensus overall. It's wow. 168. Okay. And he's a very deep sleeping wide receiver on a stacked offense. And this offense is historically, as their wide receiver free is historically being like, I think in the top 30 or something, wide receivers every single year. I think it's between the 30s and 30s. This is, this is Nick Westbrook yeah. Akina, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick Westbrook Akina. Yeah. Taylor, who do you think it is? Mate. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so afraid. You've just been like dick teasing me this whole like last three minutes. I'm so rattled. On foreskin. No, no. I've got to just quickly throw in here too. I only bring up Nick Westbrook Akina because he was actually a legitimate start in our league last year. That's how bad it gets. Um, So his (laughs) name actually gets known in our league. We're probably the only league on earth who knows him. But um, yeah, Taylor, gee, foreskin after foreskin. I could hear you. Is he going to say like Van Jefferson? (laughs) <laughs> no, this guy, ah. this guy is even smaller, I think, than Van Jefferson's size. Ah. His name Isaiah McKenzie. 
okay, from good. the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. I think I'm really liking them. I I think it was uh, shoot who did take him Astro. I think it was Ryan who took him in Astro. Yes, but in the tenth round of Astro, so he went around that ADP of 168. I was yes. getting him in like last round of the mocks, like 13th round. I'm talking in Astro. Yeah, and I think yeah, so he went for him. Yeah, so that's a good move, I think, by whoever got Isaiah McKenzie. I'm definitely trading for him after this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Taylor balls to the wall. Sort of <laughs> like, screw it, screw it. I've learned enough from this podcast to know I'm trading for the guys I like. And Isaiah McKenzie, yes. I'm actually really into him because the thing about Isaiah McKenzie is that he has a high power offense, and like I was saying, the slot receiver who used to be Cole Beasley, he was actually pretty good in fantasy football. That's true. So, so I think he's going to smash his ADP, Isaiah McKenzie. I'm just seeing it more, and that one TikTok really opened my eyes. I did my own research and shit too, and the guy he was rattling off facts after facts after facts. I think Isaiah McKenzie <sighs> is a deep sleeper in any league. And he's just a guy I'm really intrigued by. I'm really excited to get him. Uh, it was Jackal, actually. But yeah, I was going to say, he could be had because Jackal's also got deep. I was going to say, so I think he could have him. player, then Jackal has him. <laughs> yeah, Jackal has Singletary and Gabe Davis. Everyone too. except Jimmy Cook. Yep, that's... <laughs> yeah. He's going to take Dawson Knox over. God, no. Yeah. But there's a lot of bills, possibly that you can take and it only takes one Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis injury but Isaiah McKenzie's value to even skyrocket so you guys I think in your drafts this week 100% you guys have to look at Isaiah oh, McKenzie he's got Gabe Davis as well yeah yeah he's got Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie so he yeah. has every Bills receiver basically. and he got Singletary and Singletary <laughs> yep this man has everything oh Oh, oh yeah, it has digs too. Shit, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, god damn. So let's just do a quick count up of, okay, so who are your starters? And Gabe Davis would be a... St- Hang on. <laughs> they can't <laughs> no, both score on the same, same drive. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Jackal doing magical Jackal things. This is what you can do when you're a mythical creature from 3,500 BC. Um, <laughs> He's the so- Buffalo Bill, the original Buffalo Bill. Look, I like this because I, and I've got the right player this week. Emmanuel Sanders had quite a productive stay <laughs> with the Bills when Cole Beasley wasn't being productive. But before that, Cole Beasley was being quite productive as a wide receiver three. I can definitely buy how this works. Tay, what are you thinking? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've even seen a few uh, different TikTok uh, fantasy players uh, talking about this. Um it, it, it's definitely a position that Josh Allen goes to. Like, he just likes hitting the slot. Um, I, I have talked about that I do think this is going to be more predicated on Diggs and Davis this year. I don't think the third guy is going to be as good. But, yeah. again, like, that, that's just a projection. Like, if, if you're seeing that in the last couple of years with Josh Allen that he goes to the slot a lot with Cole Beasley there, then, like, why wouldn't you take the shot on McKenzie? Like, we're talking about a 10th mm-hmm. rounder in Astro, like, you know, which is basically <laughs> yeah, means he's undrafted in, in, in 10 and 12 team leagues. So, yeah. um, 
like, why wouldn't you take the shot on that? And like Manjot said, if, if either Diggs or uh, Gabe Davis goes down, there's just even more upside there. But even without them going down, I think he actually has value in that yeah. wide receiver three spot for literally the mm. biggest passing offense in the league. So, yeah. you know, yeah. why wouldn't you take a shot on that? Yeah, massive shout out to Motto and the guy who did the TikTok, but bringing that to my attention because I do want to bring that up because I thought he'd be an interesting player for us to discuss this week seeing as a lot of drafts are happening. Mm. I think Isaiah McKenzie 100% can get on board with him. Big ups to Mutto, by the way. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Tay, I, I need to check in with you because I feel like uh, we often go on a journey with you when you get into the deep bowels of the, uh, the oh, waiver players and the undrafted guys. And I'm, I'm wet with anticipation. Well, we're talking, we're talking deep here, Maddie. I like to bring Whoa. my deep sleepers. Uh, we're talking about two players, and they're what they're uh, ADPs right now are six wide receiver sixty eight and wide receiver seventy four, and neither of these guys got picked up in Astro initially, and one of them was picked up by yours truly. So, Maddie, in the past, I've talked about some players having AIDS, some <laughs> players then having AIDS. <laughs> this time. It's going to be the KJs. AJ <laughs> oh. Osborne, baby. Aiden, wide receiver 74. Let's go. What? So I believe these two are in very similar situations to each other. Um, one has a very stable quarterback than Lettuce Sandwich, uh, Kirk Cousins, who I think is actually in for a very good year with their offense. But I'll start with KJ Hamler, right? So okay. I, I think that Tim Patrick uh, going down and obviously not you know happy to see that happen. I think he was in for a very good year. Yeah. But you bring Russell Wilson in, this team is going to pass a lot more. There's no way they bring Russell Wilson in, don't let him cook like he he was able to basically pick where he went there's no way this team allow asked for Russell Wilson to come to the team and got him not to pass and just hand the ball like Pete Carroll yeah yeah like he did they used to let Teddy chuck it so they're gonna let Russ chuck it (laughs) this team I think is gonna use a lot of three wide receiver sets so I think with Tim Patrick going out I think this actually uh, opens up a massive opportunity for KJ Hamler People actually forget in the same draft that uh, Judy was in where he went in the first round, KJ Hamler actually went in the second round. So they basically went wide receiver in the draft. And people just sort of forget because Hamler basically did his knee very quickly. Yep. But he is unbelievably quick. I think he's under a 4-4. Um, I think he's 4-3-2 for his 40. Mm-hmm. He's absolute lightning. Mm-hmm. And I just think he could be a really, really good um in a really good situation in Denver as the third wide receiver. Um, I think that position is his. I think he's a very, very good sleeper. Um, and I just think this team is going to pass a lot. In that division, I've talked about it a million times. They, There's going to be times where they're behind. They're going to have to come back. Russ is going to have to throw a lot. And I just think Hamler's in a very good situation. Uh, Osborne... I believe as well, is going to be very similar where he's going to be in three wide receiver sets as well. And he actually had a very, very good season last year. And then there's also the potential upside of, let's say, Thielen, who is 32 years old, goes down. Uh, He sort of steps into that role as well and becomes a bit of a target monster in the red zone. 
Um, I, I just think he's got a massive opportunity in that team, and that team brings the uh, a new offense that is just going to pass so much more than they have in the past. So whatever you've mm. seen out of Osborne in the past, well, last year basically, uh, I just think that's only going to be better this year because the offense is going to be far more pass-heavy than it's been in the past. So um, I, I just think he's got a huge opportunity, and as the third wide receiver and a team that's going to do a huge like a lot of three wide receiver sets and they bring in that Rams offense and they were the I think they were the highest three wide receiver set team in the league to Rams last year and so you're bringing a coach over from that McVay that's about right that's going to do a lot of more three wide receiver sets and I just think Osborne's going to be a huge part of that so yeah I I just think wide receiver 68 and wide receiver 74 the two KJs are going to get it done KJs mate yeah after we had such a fight about an AJ last week, and now we're getting yeah. the KJs, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Because hey, well, MJ was so deep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I chucked Osborne on the bottom of my bench. I was like, he's there free. Yeah. Ham was there for anyone who wants him. He's still there. I I didn't I didn't take him on because I've got Cortland Sutton. I've sort of already got a piece of that Broncos uh, receiving core. I just thought it probably wasn't worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly involved in the bloody Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis <laughs> who have taken over that running back situation. So locked in there. So I, I probably won't pick up at the moment, but I think he's very good speculative ad uh, at wide receiver 74 or whatever he's going at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Uh, what are you thinking there, man, John? Yeah, MJ the kid wants to come in and say some words about the KJs. Not about the AJs. I had to sit through. I had to sit through twenty five minutes of um AJ talk last week. So MJ the kid coming One back. One eternity later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a great drop. That was a great drop. Yeah. One eternity later, we're here with the KJs. And look, I'm really loving KJ Hamwell. He's a really? very good guy. I've actually been looking at him in a few leagues. I think he's a guy I'm really interested in. He really has that third wide receiver sort of thing. And if there's an injury to Judy or Sutton, hopefully not, then KJ Hamler is going to skyrocket again. Yeah. If he's going, the only problem is that ACL he's coming back from. Yeah, that's the only thing that's knocking him yeah. back. With KJ Osborne, very again a very deep sleeper, but he could very much end up as a wide receiver too. He could be a good guy to get in Dynasty as well, especially with Phelan coming up with age. I think he could mm. really he be a wide receiver too on the Vikings in in a couple of seasons. So, yeah, he I'm really like cost that. much either. He'll be a cheap little, you know, you could probably go cool. drift a third in from someone's nose for KJ Osborne today. 100%. Now's the time to get in on him because I honestly think he's only going to get better. Yeah. Three weeks time, you might be too late. Uh, I like this. We're talking about guys who've got clear paths to opportunity, even if their opportunity is a little capped before that. But, I mean, gee, they've got exponential growth, which is all you're looking for. If you're playing a 10-team league, there's a chance you've got a six- to seven-man bench. Uh, And, man, you can go and pick up Nico Collins or one of these sorts of guys. So, you know, I think... I'd rather stick my hand on someone like this who I just feel like the, both, both of the ones that you've mentioned there, Tay, and also who you're bringing, Manja, I, I love them. Yeah. And I don't know how much love I'll get for the one I'm bringing. Um, and it was only because I was researching for a segment with uh, something I was producing in other places this week. Um, but I got into a little bit of the weeds with a wide receiver two on a team who was going undrafted. 
Any guesses? I'm going to guess uh, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I was thinking Pats too, because I'm like, what teams would no one be yeah. taking the wide receiver two? Mm. No one's taking um, the wide receiver not- one. I'm just yeah. gonna say Marvin Jones because he's from the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvin Jones from the Jets. Oh, of course. Is, there, is it really? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> of course. Of course, he's saying that Jets now, guy. This is not a home call. <laughs> but no, nah, and you're right. So I was researching this for a segment because, of course, I'm the island's leading analyst on the Jags for fantasy, and and you can find me at uh, all our places that we've mentioned at the top, and we'll mention at the bottom of the show, but. The reason I got into the weeds on this is that, well, what's what are the Jags' wide receiver values? Well, really, Kirk's about the only one you could be bothered taking in a 10-team league, and you would have to be in a league with much more depth before you even bothered. But, gee, if you've got a seventh bench spot, and this guy was responsible for over 800 yards, only four touchdowns last year, and what was a pretty anemic offense, but that's a third of their touchdowns. That's a third of their receiving touchdowns. You're bringing Christian Kirk... Still, I mean, this is a guy who was good for 10 points a week last year. I just don't know how if the offense is going to get better, how he doesn't just see some sort of part on it. He's going to be on the field quite a bit. And I think there's a, a world where he's owned in more than 50% of 10-team leagues, even if he's not started in heaps. I think there's just a little world where his value creeps up and because he's just on the field in ways that some of these other guys you're bringing up aren't yet, even though his potential is a little capped by the offense. I just sort of think, you know, if I'm going the whole hog on believing that this offense is better than last year, which they kind of have to be, um, then I really need to believe in Marvin Jones. I've always been a pretty big Marvin Jones fan. <laughs> like, even last year, I took shots on him. I think I might even brought him up and, like, yeah. uh, waiver wire pickups or even looked at him. It's, I think I picked him as a start of the week in Seattle or something one week um, last year. I just always thought he was a decent chance of sort of breaking out even though, like, obviously that team was just horrendous under Urban Meyer. But um, yeah. that's the only thing that sort of worries me. And, again, saying worries is probably not the right word because when you're talking about a deep sleeper, like, you don't really have to worry yeah. about worries because you yeah, like him, just cut him. You pick him up <laughs> for a week and see what happens. And then, yeah. Yeah, like you said, they're actually easy cut bait. But mm. um, I, I do worry in a way that, like, because it's not this regime that picked him up. And that's why I like Kirk so much is because yeah. they went out and got him. But again, like, Marvin Jones, like, has the pedigree. I know he's getting on an age, but, like, again, it's another one of those ones where you're getting in front of the Lawrence breakout. Like, if you really think yeah. the Lawrence could break out this year, you're getting a guy that, that has high pedigree and has proven it on other teams, like on shitty Lions teams and stuff. Like that- He had a four-touchdown day on the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, a guy that can get it done on a lot of different sort of bad teams. Like, if you can get an actual half-decent offense in the Jags this year, um, get the breakout of Lawrence, you're actually getting way in front of it again. Like, I brought that up with Kirk even. Um, but if you get this guy, like that's even like he's basically double the ADP of Kirk at the moment. So yeah. um, he's like, wide receiver like, 70, 11 billion. Like, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the thing about it too is you don't even need Trevor Lawrence to break out. You only need him to come up to average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone forgets how bad this offense was last year. Yeah. Like, them and the yeah, Giants were just like absurdly below average. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think, oh, Joe? Talk about the Giants. Yeah, Kenny Golladay. I was going to throw him out because we mentioned Marvin Jones, a former right. Lions wide receiver. Now uh, he's not one of my deep sleepers, 
because I was still thinking of my second one because it did was you, in my head. Did you get it? Did you find it? Oh, it's not. It's not there yet. But I do want to talk a little Kenny Golday. Now that's a bit of the pitfall I'm looking at Marvin Jones because Kenny Golday he's not come out and performed to that contract at all. No. It's just it's not oh. looking like a good situation there in the Giants. That's the worst contract in the league. It's it's moment. one of them, yeah, hundred percent. People laugh at that Kurt contract, and it'll, I just think Kenny Golday is a way worse contract. He's showing way little effort in training camp. Any clips of him have been of him just showing the least amount of care. He is he's a zero fucks given attitude right now. That's he knows a, he's getting paid. He like, knows that yeah, four he's years on the full Albert Hainsworth, is he? <laughs> he is, and more. Going all Hainsworth. Do you know he got drafted in our league at round 13, pick 198. That's where you have to go to be someone who wants Kelly Golladay on your team. And oh, his name is Scuba, Scuba Steves. Mate, I was going to guess Kenny in our league. <laughs> the playmaking bobsled team. Getting <laughs> namesake. The playmaking bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Wanda Robinson. Like I've 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 always been Nick sort of against uh rookie wide receivers and redraft, but I actually think Wanda Robinson might have a decent year for him. Well, it's the funny handcuff because uh Scuba has got Wanda Robinson in the eleventh. Yeah, round, he does. And then backed him up with Kenny Golladay. So he's got uh he's got two horses in that race. Yeah. Um because someone's got to catch it there and it can't all be Kadarius. Tony and I believe that it won't be your Kadarius Tony. I, I don't think he's going to return what people think anyway. So I love this whole thing of, well, Kenny Galladay is kind of the unwashed and the unloved at the moment, a miscreant, a loser, riffraff. Um, and until he proves otherwise, that's correct. But fuck me, it'd be a nice little own to have if he proves otherwise and he goes back to his Lions days where he was Babytron. Remember when he was Babytron? Uh, oh, that was a long ass time ago. <laughs> Yeah. Big waste. What's funny right, is I it found my second like it was one. heaps long ago, but it wasn't. It was like two years ago. Yes. He, he was a yeah. pretty hot free agent just last offseason. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I think another deep sleeper. All right. This is going to be my second one. Here he is. Yeah. I think this is. Any more KJs? I actually don't remember who I was going with my second one, but this is a guy I've actually been interested in. His ADP overall is like 208. Our running back is like 65 in standard leagues. Oh, 69. Yeah. 69 in in PPR. According to Fantasy Pros, the consensus across all sites. Who is this? Yeah. He's in a run-heavy offense. He's the RB2. I know he's coming Gosh. off an injury. He, he's coming off an injury and... His RB1 is going way higher, but I think you should take a flyer on him, especially in the waivers. It's Gus Boss. Gus Edwards. <laughs> Gus Boss. I'm really... I, I know. A deep... No, the, no, I'm not laughing at you. That's I just deep. so much about <laughs> Gus Boss last year. This guy <laughs> wanked in the Gus Boss's general direction last year, man, Jock. Absolutely <laughs> just... It was unbelievable. Sorry to cut in on me, Jock. I've just got to say this because everyone brought it up at the Kelly Cup... Um, uh, draft. So last year when we started our dynasty, I was like skipping all over the place. Like I did, I don't want to like celebrate an injury, but when J.K. Dobbins went down, I had Gus Bus, and I'd already been talking him up like he was a value anyway. And when he went down, I was just like skipping all over the place. Like like I was just a kid in a candy store talking about everything, and like not 
Like, I legitimately feel like I may as well have just gone into Gus's knee and torn his ACL for him. Like, I basically ruined his season because I just took so much shit about having Gus about to be the lead guy, and then he just goes down as well. So, like, everyone brought it up at the bloody draft the other day. (laughs) So, I'm looking forward to hearing your analysis, mate, because I'm I'm all about the Gus bus. I think he's a better value, J.K. Dobbins, and... This is a very controversial take, but I just don't know who's the RB1 in that offense. And oh, I'd rather... T- I think he's also <laughs> under center. Yeah, Dobbins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, no, don't. Don't. No. I have to hear the Lamar jokes. No. Yeah, well, which one? Which, who's going to hit a thousand yards first, huh? huh? Yeah. It's got to be. It's got, I mean, he's he's the best you quarterback. You tell me. In the Most, most talented quarterback in the league. I mean, he can do it all. So, I... I he could play quarterback and running back. No other quarterback can do that. I'll take the RV jokes. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> made them all. Yeah. Honestly, out of the actual guys that are listed at running back, who who would you put? Obviously, Dobbins is everyone's running back one, but we still don't know about him. And we don't know about Edwards. We don't know who's actually the running back one and who's going to perform better. And you never know with a guy like Edwards, he can be a better value Dobbins because we don't know. Could they get 50-50 split? Is it going to be a 60-40 Dobbins? Even then, if it was like a 60-40, maybe 65-35, I'd still like the value of Edwards as a sort of bench player for your team. He could even slot into the flex some weeks. And if Dobbins is off to a slow start and Edwards is flying out the gate, Edwards is going to be a popular waiver wire pickup. He's he's going to be owned in like ninety nine percent of leagues at some point. Like if that situation happens, and I'm oh, yeah, I, I'm honestly looking at taking a chance on the Gus bus in a few leagues because it's just it just feels like good value if he's going at running back sixty nine in PPR, and yeah. and his his RB one who we don't know about either role. If his RB1 is going way higher, then I'm obviously taking the chance of the Gus bus more than Dobbins. That's just how... The, um, the main reason probably is he's on the pup, so he can't play the first four weeks. So uh, yeah, yeah. So that's probably it. And honestly, I this is why I've sort of just grabbed the two of them at the moment. I'm still not sure, like you said, about Dobbins either. Well, I... Yeah. I I think the fact that, you know, obviously they got Mike Davis early. He was just more like quick collateral just because they weren't sure exactly what was going on with those two. But the fact they've gone after Kenyon Drake, um, yes. who is expected to sign now, I, I'm not sure that Dobbins is ready either. And the fact that he had not only an ACL, there was an MCL issue. It didn't seem to be very clear-cut ACL injury. And it was very similar to Gus's, who's now missing the first four weeks. Um, I, I'm not so sure about that running back room either, which, mm-hmm. again, it, it's sort of throwing me into the whole thing where I, I would probably look at Mark Andrews more again now. <laughs> like, because my whole thing about Mark Come Andrews, full circle. I thought the running back room was going to be better this year and they were going to run the ball more and they weren't going to have to pass like they did last year. But I think it's just going to be all systems go again. Like, I think Lamar's just getting – like, who's he going to – he's going to hand off to the ass sandwich, bread-ass bread, or he's going <laughs> to have to go himself or he's going to have to pass to Mark Andrews or Rashad Bateman. Like, yeah. I think it actually is – 
probably starting to look like it's all <laughs> go for the passing game again. So, um, I, I, just for those at home, Brett Asbred is Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for anyone who hasn't listened to us in the past, that is Mike Davis. Yeah. Um, just I, just I clearing that up. <laughs> I don't hate the call, man, Joe. And honestly, like, the reason he's probably at that low is because of the fact he's on the putt. But yeah. he's, not probably, he's probably a guy to look at around week three week four, because if he does yeah. come back and Dobbins still hasn't really, like, shown that he's 100% ready to take that role, like, Gus's yards per carry are just insane. Like, again, it's hard when he's coming off an ACL two, but I don't know. Like, he's going to be good value with 69, like, when he comes into plays because he's probably going to be just as banged up as J.K. Dobbins is, and, yeah. you know, he's probably going to be less of an ass sandwich than uh, Mike Davis and, you know, Kenyon Drake Raiders. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a hard one. But it look, it, it's a value play. And if you can see him on the bottom of your bench, why wouldn't you? Yeah, if the Ravens mascot is getting injured in the fucking mascot, yeah. again, <laughs> you know that this is a team <laughs> that has some sort of curse. I think the Niners passed it on to them. Yeah, yeah. it was long yeah. overdue that someone else got that curse, wasn't it? Yeah, and unfortunately, it's my boy Lamar's team. It just it happens to be a team I love as well. Come on, man. Yeah, like, what couldn't happen to the Texans? Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. The Texans are cursed already. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, an interesting uh, thing to talk about, right? I'll just quickly say is Damian Pierce. Like, how much? Yeah. Um, we're not talking. This isn't a deep sleeper talk. This is, you know, the opposite. Like, everyone is just talking this guy up. But yeah. the fact that Marlon Mack got released was massive for him. Like, Marlon Mack was still. You know, we're not sitting here saying that Marlon Mack was going to be some awesome fantasy prospect or anything like that um, coming off, like, two, a couple of years ago off his own yeah. tournament. But, like, the fact that he's not there, like, he was projected to be the starter. And then all of a sudden, they've obviously seen enough from Pierce to completely drop Mack. So, like, he's just all guns blazing at the moment. Like, it, you know, I, I don't even know. You could move him up. Honestly, at the top of the dead zone running backs, I think right now, it's a it's pretty amazing rise for a rookie. Yeah, anyone yeah. who sort of scooped him up before last week would be feeling damn good about themselves. For sure. Um, and, like, I play quite a bit of Dynasty. I think I'm in about six of them. And just wherever I could, I just took him. Yep. Him and James Cook were the two guys I was just taking places. Um, and the places I've got Damien Pierce, my God, I feel good about myself. I feel so smart. Um, I talked him up so much too, but I, I just never it. was in the right spot. Like I was so in on him at the start of any dynasty. Well, I'm only I've only got two dynasties for starters, but yeah, we'll fix that by was, next year. Yeah, the problem was like I think I was like the sixth pick in that FFL, and it was just too early for him, especially back then. We did our draft for that like months ago. Yeah, and that that was um, not yeah. a league where you were going to find a quick trade. Yeah, and and by the time I got to my second round pick, he was gone. He was going to be gone. Um, yeah. And then in I didn't have a pick till two oh eight in my other dynasty league, and he went at two oh six. So I then I just didn't have a chance to get him, but I, I was in on him too. Um, I then started to think his redraft value was going to be too high, but with this Marlon Mack news, I I think it is all guns blazing for him. You, you do have to temper him a bit because in the end he is still a Houston Texans running back. You know, like how many like red zone looks is he going to have? But in the end, like it, it looks like he's the real deal, and he looks like he's very talented. So in the end, if he gets, you know. You know, eighty percent. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get Najee like workload, but if he gets eighty percent of it um, on a team that might win some more games than we all expect, you know, I, I can't see why he's not going to be a value there. And get ahead of guys like Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and stuff like that. 
Volume's volume. I mean, you see plenty of much more talented players who don't get opportunity kind of just fizzle Look away. At and, Look at Robinson last year. You know, yeah. He was what, running back eight before he went down um, on that Jags team. Like opportunities Urban Meyer. everything. Urban Meyer just dry humping poles. <laughs> right. And and then you get like big names drafted like two overall who are meant to be the guys who go into gold jackets, Saquon Barkley, who just had a half year last year. Um, and, and you see undrafted free agent guy on a terrible team, you know, smashing puss and touchdowns and he was all out of puss. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's late. Uh, my brain is not sharp. <laughs> so, but I got to tell you, this happens every week. We get onto the mic and, and now that the season's getting close to how easy is the conversation? There's 600 things to talk about. Everything segues into the next thing. And I am so excited to be doing the regular weekly shows with you guys kicking we'll off be, next week. Yeah. Talking fantasy football for like four months. Like as in like yeah. as, as, once it gets actually to the time, it's just like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah since, since the draft, essentially since the, the the lead up to the NFL draft and we've just been go, go, go since yep. then enough. Since uh, I made my Elijah Moore call literally at the end of last season, it's just been all guns blazing. It's been all yeah. It's been like the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. That's uh that's been a timeless call. It is funny that he's ended up in your team. It'll, it'll like <laughs> if you if he takes you to the fantasy title, I'll I'll get a I'll feel like I get a win out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel good. Yeah, yeah. teamwork right there. Teamwork makes like, caring. Like I said to you, like if he takes you to a title, he'll probably take me to seven titles because I'll probably have <laughs> seven other leagues. <laughs> This is like all those leagues where I had Chubba Hubbard and uh, and Alexander Madison last year where I didn't actually have the starters. I just had those two and because yeah. I started so many games. I had all these crap teams where I had nice wide receivers and shit running backs. But, gee, those two were getting some snaps and I was, I was winning games. <laughs> I, I went zero RB in Kelly Cup last year and went like 12 and three or something and then lost first round. Oh. We, we, had that, we had the stupid way where it's like one birthday. Everyone makes it, yeah. Everyone makes it, basically, and then I got dusted. Uh, but then oh, I've had this year we've decided to go to six teams to do it properly. Oh, and this, this be, year. This will be the year I get seventh. <laughs> it fucking will be, mate. <laughs> man, I get used to that, man, Joel. We were, we were one win out of the playoffs two years in a row, man. Yeah. It's rough. One of those years we had eight wins. We had eight wins. There's never been a time an eight-win team didn't make the playoffs in a 13-week regular season. Crazy. Was that too? Man, that, that was just, yeah. That was just like um, when I was fucking like pandemic. That, that random that fantasy weird. league. Yeah. That random fantasy league last year, we played on ESPN, Maddie, and, and the two weeks I came up clutch, I just absolutely destroyed your team. And you went like eight and five. And I've been still- so good at the start of the year. I started like seven and one. And my one was lost to you, and then we met again, and you just dusted the fuck out of me. I, I was zero and six in Astro, and Ryan's like thing that he sent out was bringing me up as the hundred power ranking every week, and I was zero and yeah. six. Still <laughs> 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 my head in. Because he'd be projected for like one hundred and twenty-seven, he put up a seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> that that game against uh, Jerry, uh, oh, oh, the Falcons Packers yeah, Monday night mind. game. We're getting like, some. This infamous. is an Astros memory. Oh, that'll, oh that'll, infamous. That'll always come up. That'll be on my deathbed. I'll never forget that. That is the infamous poo emoji. 
Julio um, was out and Calvin yeah. Ridley was going to go bang. Matt Ryan needed to do almost Calvin nothing. Calvin Ridley, I still, still not sure. I think someone else brought someone else up, but it kind of happened very often that the wide receiver one going into a week puts up a goose egg. Yeah. <laughs> he was the top yeah. wide receiver in all the fantasy. That was zero. I, I, I needed that. like a combined nine points out of the wide receiver one, Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst got the most out of the three. Yeah. Ryan put <laughs> up a Hurst negative, six, didn't he? Six or seven of the nine I needed or something. But then Ryan took points off him and really put up a zero and you lost by like yeah. four. It was really just was the pure goose. Utterly, and I mean, in the first quarter, I'm like, what well, Taylor's got this? And I started saying it in the group. And I know. Like, and it shut just, up. Shut up. <laughs> and it just kept dropping my projection. It just was just falling out the arsehole end. It was like 127 at the start. <laughs> Half time, it's like 98. It's like I should still win by 25. Yeah or something. <laughs> you should have easily had 40 points from that game and you ended up then, with six. <laughs> so everything that could have gone wrong went wrong and I still had a chance on the last drive. I still yeah. had Matt Ryan on a drive to try and like get a, like just a shitty touchdown at the end. I, like, I'm, like that's how bad that loss was, was that I literally had three and a half quarters of the worst possible scenario <laughs> and I still nearly won. <laughs> I can remember the rant you gave about Matt Ryan and uh, we were recording it in the middle of the day. It was a day where I was away with work and I was pretty much just sitting at a train station in a country town <laughs> listening to you lose your mind. Well, because it wasn't, it wasn't just that. It was that I had in Kelly Cup, I, I, I tied because of a Hayden Hurst <laughs> catch. And then on a recount, I lost. <laughs> they, they gave I thought I drew and a stack correction came in. I lost by 0.1. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why it was just all like that's when I fully went poo emoji on like every league because I was yep. zero and six in three leagues. <laughs> three <laughs> leagues, oh, zero and six. What a year! <laughs> one of the to be fair, one of them was the vampire league. So like, if you okay. lost to a vampire, you just fucking lost your best player. Yep. So like, I, every single oh. league, it felt like I was against a vampire, and I just kept losing and just kept losing my best player. So I just kept getting worse. Oh God! <laughs> oh. That's insane. Taylor's Texans right there. That's honestly, that's pretty much like I think David Johnson was just like carrying my team for us the year. Far out. <laughs> and we know how solid of a fantasy asset he was in the last couple of seasons of his career. Yeah. And the fact Ooh. that he's not getting plucked out of my team. The funniest thing by the end of the year was that like vampires would play my team and they had no idea who to take out of my team because it was so shit. <laughs> I could say Paris Campbell or It's like waiver wire people in my like my best players like a waiver wire. I, I'm gonna take Burkhead. <laughs> How many games did you even win in that league? Oh, I don't know. It was like three or something. It was just How I don't know. Three yeah. wins. Burkhead yeah. it is. <laughs> How but did you it was, three wins? I don't know. I, I would love I'd love, to, I'd love to go back and see my final roster. It must have just been absolute dog shit. Mate, we need to post that on, on Instagram or something. I think wow. I think the only reason why I even won games is because what would happen is if you were going all right in that league and you were against a vampire, you could sort of tank. Like you yeah. can sort of take your good players it's out. Like so you yeah, because they can only take someone from your starting lineup. Yeah, you can only take someone from your starting lineup that you played. So if someone played your top guys. 
they're like, well, I could seriously beat this team with my waiver wire guys. <laughs> so yeah. then well, I would actually start getting some free wins at the end of the year because people would like be like, well, I'm not going to risk losing to Taylor and losing. The- I don't know who it was back then. Just wouldn't be Justin yeah. Jeff. But your prize is like, oh, great. Prize. So I'm going to get Jesse James off you. Fantastic. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> like the risk reward. It was just not right. Like, why would you risk like picking up no one off me and then me somehow stealing Tyreek Hill off you just before the playoffs? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So it's like, no, no. Actually, you can take Demarcus Robinson because that's who I yeah, started. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's who that's I whole- we lost to. That's a whole other element. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love all these fantasy variations. That's yeah, they're cool. I've never even played a keeper. I've done like literally everything except the keeper. May, how is he not the Astros? Why, why isn't Marky Mark just offering you to co own his keeper team? That guy's like, an right. There was a year, a couple of years ago, where you thought you were going to extend a couple of teams <sighs> out. And I, I fought was- to get that thing out to 16, Tay. I fought for you, mate. Nah, it doesn't. I'm fine. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at about nine leagues or something this year, so I'm not, like, desperate for leagues. It's a good but- fight, mate. I, I, I'll, I'll keep campaigning, mate. Every year that poll comes out, I'll keep going 16. I'll give you the click. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Because that'll be it. It'll be you and Manjot, right? We'll get Manjot his own Surely. team. Surely, yeah. Or maybe he can just have my team and I'll start again. <laughs> 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 Too easy. Too You're easy joking about that becoming a full time commissioner in the Astros and just uh, just selling my franchise, but I don't know if I ever could. That, yeah, yeah, property. I was talking about in the group uh, chat again. I started the show talking about property law and that whole public defender thing, but you know, fantasy football teams are actually technically property as well. That's something I learned. Property ain't just like houses and apartments. Well, it's also like goods and stuff. And I think fantasy football team would count as property. You can have a succession plan for your fantasy football team. I think me and Maddie got that sorted out. 100%. I was definitely the successor to Maddie's football team. Taylor, I think Avery really is going to be in the plans. I'm just going to put out Avery there. No pressure, mate. Well, no he pressure. took picks in round nine and ten and look at him go. Yeah, sound great. Mate, he asked me to get down the piston cup, like from cars, like he's <laughs> <laughs> really cut the piston cup. <laughs> That's so great. That's good. Piston cup. <laughs> well, we've come full circle. I can't think of a better spot to wrap it up and let you guys run. Um, yeah. Manjo, quickly plug your social media, and I'll plug the rest of the show stuff, and uh, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, patient press NFL, patient press sports diet. Express AFL diet, so you know it's just NFL wow. now. Uh, Express Quidditch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All Press those... hockey is coming though. Yeah, <laughs> every every other Pastry Press except the NFL died off though. That's very sad. I was see. really sad to see the end of Pastry Press lawn bowls because through the Commonwealth Games, <laughs> I was following that fucker. You know, yeah, it. that was Absolutely. good. That was a good time. No one could believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in the Commonwealth Games coverage, I talk about people making pastries. So that's how you know we actually made an impact there. Oh. You know, they were, they were mentioning pastry. More pastry, more pastry talk. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I was <laughs> we're just in sync there. That's oh, there. how you know it drafted. It's a mind melt. It's a mind yeah. melt. Pastry Press NFL on Instagram, <laughs> Pastry Press Sports on TikTok. Uh, there's still some other sports. It's going to be mainly NFL on that TikTok, but it's just there's other sports. Curling, yeah. There's, there's going to be some curling someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you know that. Yeah, netball, AFL, and all, uh, anything. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, tiddlywinks, you name it. Yeah, I did Jacks. drop that content schedule yesterday. You know, still... So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. There, there could be some things that I might have to backtrack on. Some things that might be like <clears throat> power rankings <clears throat> that may not even make it to the final content schedule and people will be like, oh, but where are your power rankings? <laughs> guys, don't come at me either like. So. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. ads at uh, the Man the Middle Legend, thanks. Uh, keep it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no adding the pastry press, lifting your power rankings, but yeah. Well, now, and then, of course, you can find us through our link tree at Aussie NFL Fantasy. It's where we've got links to everything, the YouTube show, which if you've been lucky enough to watch you've seen us look like complete morons most of the night and have a great time but you can hear it as well thanks to all the podcast platforms we're on and the links are through there but also we're on facebook tiktok instagram we're even on snapchat these days all of those are aussie nfl fantasy and even through twitter au nfl fantasy and forget we've got an email address too you can send us screenshots of your team and we'll rate you we will rate you we will criticize we will lord you we will applaud you it is aussie nfl fantasy at gmail.com and then lastly if you would like to leave us a voice message and this is a function we've used before to great success. You can head over yeah. to anchor.fm forward slash Aussie NFL Fantasy and leave us a voicemail of up to a minute. And you can leave multiples, but it does stop you at a minute. Uh, and then you could be on the show. Uh, Tay, have you got anything to plug? Everyone has KJs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you forgot Just love my boys. Love my boys, the KJs. Uh, keep yeah. an eye off me. I'm dropping... Um, Occasionally, some bold calls on the TikToks. So yes. Oh, we got about it. Done, yeah, a, done a couple on there. Series. Done a couple on there. But um, no, nah, no, nah, all good. Just I'm obviously a Taylor at Taylor Forty One. You can just throw shit at me. That's pretty much what I'm used to. Um, but yeah, yeah. Send us your teams. We're we're nothing but great criticizers on this podcast. And me and Manny especially <laughs> at each other. So um, you know, throw us. We we absolutely love fantasy football. That's what we what we're here for. So we live send it. us whatever you need to. And it's draft season. I've got another.